Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Good morning, Alan. Uh, just listening to that song brings back many, many memories. I think I must have watched that movie about 17 times at least. You tell me you watched that movie 700 times, Mark. Oh, God, I would say so. I mean, you can't... Well, I mean, from my point of view, I was 10 years old when the movie came out. I wasn't allowed to go to it because I was too young, but I knew every single song from it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, the one thing I used to always say to her any time I met her was, if the 10-year-old me knew I was going to become friends with you, and she used to think it was so funny. But I mean, little do you know in life. So it's amazing. How did you come to meet her? Where did well, you back meet her? in 2004, um, I toured Australia as a guest of Daniel O'Donnell. And Daniel is, is huge there, needless to say. And uh, we did all along the west coast, uh, or the east coast, I beg your pardon, of, of Australia, down into Tasmania. And I ended up signing to the same record company. And two years later, I came back to Australia and Tasmania and toured it by myself. And when we got to Sydney, uh, the record company organised a night out for us to meet the staff and everybody. And we had a barbecue and loads of pints and everything. Great fun. In the middle of the tour, and nice to get a night off. And they asked me, who would I like to... Who, was there anybody I wanted to work with out there that I felt would work. And instantly, the 10-year-old me said, Olivia Newton-John, without a doubt. And they said, actually, we can we can hear your voices would mix perfectly. And we have contact with Olivia, so leave it with us. And I forgot all about it. And um, the following day, they contacted Don, my manager on the road, and said, will you get Mark to write an email to Olivia and we'll pass it on? Now, Alan, you know as well as I do. <laughs> That had to be the hardest email I ever wrote in my life. Like, hello, this is Mark Roberts, I'm from Mayo. (laughs) You know? But there were so many things that we had in common. I had got to meet Cliff Richard loads of times through Daniel O'Donnell. And Cliff knew who I was. And they were best friends. She had done Eurovision in 1974, the year that ABBA won. Uh, so we had that in common. And then John Denver, as you know, I have a show, a tribute to the music of John Yes, Denver, I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. She recorded with John, and she had a big hit with Country Roads. And so there was all those things to mention, and I put them in the email, forgot about it. We had a couple of days off in the Gold Coast before we flew back. And on the way back, uh, we stopped in Kuala Lumpur, and I checked my email, and there was an email from... Uh, Olivia Newton-John from her personal email saying that she loved my voice. She could see why I did John Denver songs because my voice would match perfectly. Uh, the timing was wrong because she literally just recorded a duets album with I think Christian Gale and Anne Murray and a load of people. But she said, let's keep in touch and see if we can do something. So we kept in touch um, and then health-wise, it, she it deteriorated and she wasn't recording anything. But every year, like five emails, texts, back and forth for birthdays, Christmas, <laughs> Valentine's, whatever it was. And, uh, yeah, de- that's, how it, that's how it all began. You developed a friendship. Absolutely. And, and met her a few times. And uh, I, as I said, I used to always say to her, Jesus, the 10-year-old me would be in shock. <laughs> but she was just an absolute sweetheart. And what yeah. you saw was exactly the way she was. And after two minutes in her company, you would like, literally forget she was a Hollywood legend. She was just Olivia. And she bore Liz. her illness with great dignity, didn't she? I mean, I read oh, several yeah. reports and uh, mm-hmm. summaries in the newspapers today about how she bore that illness because, the, unfortunately, the cancer returned to her in, in 2017 and, uh, and, and sadly it has taken her life. So, I mean, she bore her yeah. illness with incredible resilience, didn't she? Really? Oh. 
absolutely with a smile on her face and always had time for everybody and real gentle lovable soul she always ended her emails and texts with love and light olivia and that was her without a doubt but she um she did and she was a major advocate of cbd oil and she probably loved the fact that i mentioned this because um she was off morphine and she was using cbd oil and they lived in in florida where it was legal to to use it and John, her husband, I think, used to go out and cultivate it, and she used to use the oil, and she was off all um, painkillers from that point of view, and she had no pain, and she was trying to see, like she kept saying in interviews, why don't people use this? You know, it's working for her, and, and it could work for more, and there was there was no side effects, but she, she was just an absolute sweetheart. Loved her to be. I mean, Greece will be forever associated with her, but her career was much more than that, wasn't it? It was, really. I mean, she caused havoc. I think she'd be the first to admit it when she, she started originally because she was recording country songs and the purists in Nashville didn't like because they were saying she was pop. And then both she and John Denver like could not be pigeonholed and that caused havoc. I mean, she even got the Academy Award, and, and there was it was contested, and Dolly Parton was a great help to her, in fairness, but uh, she just wasn't accepted in that sense, because they felt she was too pop. Different times entirely. And then, um, I remember when she did Eurovision in 74, Terry Wogan, God rest him, we met Terry when we were doing Eurovision in the 97, and he said, oh, little did I know. He said, I remember saying on the night, she's ruined her career. You know, because she she didn't win Eurovision. But he said, little did I know, she, she went to, off to L.A. and moved to America. And she ended up at a, a dinner party in Helen Reddy's house. And at the party was um, a man whose name totally escapes me, but he was the producer, I think it was, of Greece. And uh, Alan Carr, it was. And uh, Alan was there and he said, you're perfect for Sandy. And she was after doing a movie in the U.K. that had flopped. So she hadn't had a good experience with acting and she was not keen on the idea. But he conv- she said she'd do a screen test. So she did a screen test with John Travolta. You know that scene, the drive-in movie scene? Yeah. Uh, where they, they play, I, he sings Sandy afterwards. That was the, uh, the screen test they did. And when she saw how she looked and how she interacted with John Travolta, she agreed and she said, yeah, I'll do it. Right. So, But she was 28 at the time, I think it was, and he was 23. So she had concerns about the age of playing a teenager and... But um, as, as poor old Terry Wogan said, little did I know, so she became a global star after that. Okay, finally, Mark, how do you think she should be remembered? Uh, for being an absolute gentle soul uh, who entertained so, so many people with her music. She touched so many lives and she did so many things behind the scenes for people uh, from, from a health point of view and giving them encouragement and helping. Uh, I think just as a major advocate of... of health and, and probably alternative healing in a way, but uh, I will always remember as love and life. That's Olivia. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.